What's up, guys? My name is Mark, and you found your way to the Out of Step SLC podcast. Now, we all know Utah is a weird fucking place to live, and there's some good reasons for that. We have a city named Tooele out to our west, where it's a regular occurrence to find used needles and other drug paraphernalia at children's playgrounds. Mormon church leaders have tunnels running all under the downtown metro area to move around secretly and securely. But don't you think if your god actually existed, they'd at least protect you while you were amongst the masses? And our blessed state government gave us permission to have refrigeration units at their state-run liquor stores. Have fun with your cold drinks, you fucking heathens. But what I do love most about living here is the counterculture and the music scenes that I call home. I really think we have one of the hardest scenes in the country due to the overwhelming need to resist the right-wing religious culture that not only surrounds us, but stifles us as well. So guys, today's episode is about a man named G.G. Allen. Now, some of you may recognize this name and know all about him, but I had only heard of his name, and I didn't really know anything about him aside from a picture that I'd seen where he had, like, blood all over his head and his chest. Um, I didn't know anything about his work either, and holy shit, did I get way more than I bargained for when I began researching him and his contribution to punk. We're going to start at the beginning. Gigi was actually named Jesus Christ Allen, um, and he was born way back in 1956 in a log cabin in fucking buttfuck nowhere, New Hampshire. It, it didn't have any running water or electricity. <laughs> His father was an abusive religious fanatic, and he claimed to have had a vision from Jesus that Gigi was going to be the savior and forced his mother's hand in naming him. Now, he got the nickname Gigi because when his mother introduced him to his older brother Merle, Merle couldn't say Jesus. So instead he said Gigi and it just it just stuck. So already guys, we're off to a fucking amazing start, right? Clearly, this won't be the start of lifelong trauma that will be absolutely disastrous and horrific and basically destroy everything in its wake, all because of yet another religious madman. So as I mentioned, Gigi's father was extremely abusive towards the family. Uh, at one point, he was digging a like a 10-foot pit in the cellar of their house, and uh, the mother went over and was like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, this is, <laughs> I'm going to kill all of you, and I'm going to put you in the pit, and then I'm going to take my own life. You know, so the absolute picture of stability and sanity. I mean, guys, I can't imagine growing up in that level, like that kind of environment. That's just so fucked up. Gigi details this in, let's call it a very graphic essay called The First Ten Years. And in it, he talks about how his father would not allow them to really have 
anything that they liked, like toys or anything like that. And if he found it or if he found something, he would go and bury it out in the backyard and then they would all they would all basically face extreme fucking consequences when outsiders fuck when people in general were just would come around they were required to hide all of them mom and the two brothers were required to hide make no noise until father fucking dealt with it and went away so they had little to absolutely no contact with the outside world whatsoever Gigi described the experience as primitive and that they really felt more like prisoners of their father than family. Um, He also talks about some other shit in that essay. And guys, I'm not going into it. I'm not going to cover it. It's disgusting. It is abhorrent. It's disturbing. If you're curious and you want to, like, be disgusted, I have all of my sources in the sh- in the show notes but seriously like some of the other stuff he talks about is really graphic and it's not for the faint of heart or faint of stomach it's really it's that bad Gigi does say that he was grateful for that upbringing because it gave him like a warrior like mentality which clearly is fucked up Gigi's mom had tried to escape before but the father found and kidnapped Gigi, so she like she had to go back. And eventually they finally got away from that monster. And his mom filed for divorce in 1961. Uh, she At that time, she also renamed him Kevin Michael instead of Jesus Christ, Alan. Um, he mentions, Gigi also mentions in his essay that his mother had a thing for dangerous men. And they had been repeatedly held at gunpoint and their lives were threatened on numerous occasions. But she got tougher. And as you know, I mean, because she's dragging her sons through this, they got tougher, too. Uh, He experienced a lot of bullying throughout school. Um, and during his junior year of high school, he would start to cross, like he would cross dress. Um, he said that he drew a lot of inspiration from the New York dolls at the time for doing that. But this was back in the seventies guys. So, I mean, fuck, let's be real cross dressing. Even today, I feel like in like, I feel like today there's still like that that negative that negativity attached to it when really it doesn't fucking matter it doesn't affect anybody uh but the 70s holy shit so he got bullied a lot as a result of that um whenever he was asked about his childhood he would say quote very chaotic uh full of chances and dangers we sold drugs stole broke into houses cars did whatever we wanted to for the most part, including all the bands we played in. People even hated us back then, which is pretty fucked up, right? I can't imagine going through all that growing up. You know, their mom worked three full-time jobs to support them. So they, you know, they really weren't being raised. You know, they, it was just kind of these feral children, if you will. And this was way, way, way back before there was even a conversation about mental health, let alone trauma. But 
even still, this is absolutely no excuse for how he treated people, and you'll soon find out the extent of that mess. So going, filling out more of his teenage years, he started out as a drummer and was in a band with his brother who plays bass guitar. The band was called Little Sister's Date. And they played a lot of cover songs from some of the bigger bands at the time, like Aerosmith and Kiss. Um, Not very long after, they gained an interest in punk rock, and they never went back. Uh, They formed a band called Malpractice, and they played for a couple of years before disbanding in 77. Um, From there, from 1977, Gigi fronted the Jabbers, um, and he was with them from 77 to 84 and released Always Was, Is, and Always Shall Be. Uh, It's an interesting listen, to say the least. I mean, musically, it doesn't sound especially awful. It kind of sounds like uh, if you if you took like the Sex Pistols and mixed it with the generic bullshit uh, hair metal of the time or hair, you know, rock of the time. But lyrically, that's where it turned me off. That's that's an entirely different story. I mean, it's overtly sexist and at times very violent, violently written lyrics aimed at women. And that's what turned me off. And if this is where it ended, well, fuck, guys, I wish for everybody that this is where it ended. So the Jabbers disbanded in 1984, in part due to Gigi's just uncontrollable, vicious, feral (laughs) nature. But it wasn't like the last band for him, right? He fronted quite a few different acts through the 80s, like the Scumfucks and Texas Nazis, but gained a lot more traction with the release of Hated in the Nation. Uh, th- now, this was a compilation of like a- of live and recorded performances of Gigi with a few of the bands that I mentioned before. And some of it is, well... Y- you could definitely see why people started to really hate him and just out of how out of hand he was becoming and had been like leading up to this moment. It was did guys, I, I don't, I don't like it. Like I've listened to his recordings. I don't think they sound good. Um, I'm not a fan. I think he's just a sexist animal. You guys will, we're, we're going to get into that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. It's so it's safe to say that by the late 80s, Gigi was a complete alcoholic and drug addict. He abused literally every substance that he could get his hands on. Uh, you could hear it, see it. I mean, fuck, guys, as I was watching these clips, you could feel it, too. Like, you could feel the tension in the venue as they were performing. His performances became more and more unhinged and violent. Uh, this leads us to the GG that most people in the scene would recognize. So <laughs> now we're going to get into it. His first time shitting on stage was in Illinois in 1985, and it almost started a fucking riot because of how bad the smell was. But you heard right. That's the first time. He shat on the on a stage that he was performing on. It became a part of his act, a a very regular thing he would do. And at times he would even pick it up and throw it 
into the crowd. He'd piss on the crowd, or if he could grab somebody, God help you. If he grabbed you, he'd fucking piss on you. Uh, he regularly, regularly wound up naked. He'd roll in his own feces. He'd jump into the crowd and just start hitting people. He, he was like straight up assaulting people. He'd smash his head into the microphone or the wall or a pole or the ground, anything until he was covered in blood. He would pick fights and he himself got his ass handed to him multiple times for some of the shit that he did. There's some clips out there of him grabbing a woman by her hair and dragging her across the fucking dance floor and then slamming his crotch into her face. And then a couple of guys jumped up and beat the fuck out of him. I mean, guys, this guy is a piece of shit. He's a fucking just he's a degenerate lunatic. And his performances, they damaged equipment, the venue, the patrons. Uh, Most of the time. They got stopped very, very quickly by either law enforcement or the owners of the venue. I mean, he'd been charged so many times with assault and battery and or indecent exposure. He would constantly brag about being arrested 50 fucking times. He also constantly spoke about how he was going to commit suicide on Halloween of 1989, but he was always in jail around Halloween every year. This particular time, though, he was arrested and charged with assault with intent to do great bodily harm less than murder to a female acquaintance. Um, Guys, it was pretty fucked up. It involved some uh, mutilation of sorts. You know, just, you know what? If you're really that curious you can look into it yourself. I'm not going to I'm not going to cover it because it's dark twisted shit that I don't I don't want on like <laughs> that I don't want on my show. So he spent 2 years in prison for this and was released in March of 1991 uh with all that st- with all that time to sober up and think it made him even more resolute uh, in his quote mission and he also wrote his manifesto. You know, he did the he did the smart fucking thing and ditched parole to go on another tour. And on one of those stops in Manhattan, he got blasted drunk, wound up naked, covered in his own shit that he threw at the crowd again. He broke a woman's nose while throwing empty beer bottles and assaulting people. This particular show was filmed for a documentary about Gigi called Hated, Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies. And holy fuck, is it graphic, guys. I wouldn't recommend watching it unless you are really fucking curious, because some of those images are still stuck in my head, and it's, it's distressing. It really is. Um, Allen recorded a couple more albums during this time, Uh, One of which is Murder Junkies. Uh, The next is War in My Head, I'm Your Enemy Too. Uh, His notoriety led him to be on Jerry Springer, Gerardo, and Jane Whitney. Uh, Guys, he spouted some horrific shit on these shows. Like, for example, uh, about him being 35 and being able to fuck 12, 13, 14, 15-year-olds, men, animals, women, 
completely unhinged, out of control. This guy's a monster. I've said it so many times already. This this guy is a fucking monster. And I can't believe that they gave him a platform. It's similar to what's going on, kind of, with Kanye West, where they're putting this maniac and giving him a platform to spout all of his awful, nasty shit. But, like, back in the fucking, like, 90s. It's just completely out of control. A disgusting human being. His last show was in 1993 at the gas station. They got three songs in before a massive brawl broke out, and it led to Gigi and his fans roaming the streets for roughly an hour before deciding to go to a dude named Johnny Puke's apartment, and they did where they subsequently did a shitload of heroin. And it's there that they found Gigi dead in the morning of a heroin overdose. Um, his funeral was really nothing special. It it kind of had like a low, low energy party from what I found. He was buried with his black leather jacket and his jock strap. Guys, this episode was actually really challenging to make uh, because Gigi is a profoundly fucked up individual uh, like I've mentioned, there's a lot that I've left out because it was just disturbing. And he would like what he would write about and how he treated the crowd and more specifically women. It shows the fact that this animal is to some extent worshipped by some members of the scene and others outside of it just fucking baffles me. You you can make the argument about how absolute and extreme he was when it came to his beliefs of nonconformity could be seen in some twisted way as inspiring. But when you take anything to such a level where you are willfully hurting people, spreading awful messages and hurting yourself along the way, You've gone way too fucking far. You and you can easily see how the trauma he sustained from his fr- from his father affected him throughout his entire life and career. But that's absolutely no excuse for his actions. He wielded music as a weapon, but a weapon in the sense that he would get people to come to his shows and then he would berate them and physically assault them which is absolutely disgusting. And that's not what music is for. Guys, I'll have my sources in the show notes. If you feel so compelled as to look up what I left out, but I will warn you, I'm not exaggerating when I say that what he wrote and what you see in the clips of his performances, it will fuck with your head a little bit. So Dig at your own risk. All right, guys, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening, and please be sure to leave a rating and review on your way out. I really want to know what you guys think. Find me on Instagram at OutOfStepSLC, and until next time, we'll see you in the pit.